When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Alright, we back. My expert opinion, the greatest show in the world, 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 world. Hit that like, hit that share, let everybody know you in here. Don't cost you no paper unless you're a mother. Hater, 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 Ah, hater. Good times, good times. Uh, shout out to, of course, shout out to the big homie, Jay-Z. I'm going to go check out the the, the Book of Hove. Mm. It was, it's dope to see when someone come from our environment and see how high he's climbing and then have something in the, in the Brooklyn uh, Public Library dedicated to him. Maybe. And this all stems from hip-hop. Gotta love it. Man. Okay. One time for C Red, I see what you're doing. Those freestyles you're dropping <laughs> with your nursing uniform on it is crazy. From her day job, she'll like stop, go to the car, do a freestyle with bars, mm-hmm. and then go back to work. But she's a nurse. She's a nurse. She's in her like regular nurses. What she look like? I'm, look I'm not doing right that. C Red. C Red. C. It just. You gotta find a different way to spell your name because it just comes out cred when you don't oh, <laughs> do the Fred, dash. But yeah, Fred. C red, but dope, 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 dope. Keep going, dope, super dope. Mm. Yeah, what's her what's her Instagram? I don't, I don't like you that. Shouting these people out, nobody <laughs> can't <laughs> find them later. <laughs> yeah, who they are? Yeah, I heard somebody named C red. I'm more I can't find them. Yeah. C no C R E D underscore thirteen. That's a, that's okay. the page. C red, C red. There's twelve other C reds. Underscore thirteen. It's not C. Found she it? found you just slow. You, you nah, just nice. type slower than. Whose fault is that? It still means mm-hmm. slow. C red. There you go. C-red. Oh yeah, she got a nursing outfit on. Yeah, I told you. That's cool. All right, I'm gonna check this out later. 
Like I didn't know what a nursing uniform looked like. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a nursing uniform. Hi. Hey. Everything good? Everything good. Everything good? Yeah. All right, cool. Sean Bigger Man of God. Peace, everybody. What's going on? What's <laughs> shout out to everybody in the building? We have everybody. a senator. Senator Clear. Golf clap. Yes. In the building. Senator Clear. Good to see you. I need you to clear my arm. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get one of them things. You know, I'm trying to get my thing. You know, we got the legal join. Vendor's license over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. Since everybody's putting your talk after the show. Yeah, throw mine in real quick. So. Yeah, shout out to Senator Clear. Oh, yes. Gat. Oh, in the building. Shout out to the guys. Shout out to the guys. Peace. Happy to get. be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. My son bust your ass today. Oh, oh. don't ever say that again. It's okay, but he did. Zay, Zay did his thing. Yes. In the yes. sun. I told him leave you on zero. He was Good. being nice. What happened? He was being nice. He was laughing. Cat is coming back. Cat is coming back. Yeah, Fight right, back, cool. son. And once that smile disappeared, don't. it was over for you. No. It was over. That's it was cat. done. You in the dirt. It, was it was a thousand done. degrees. <laughs> His son, the excuses now. He had on hoochie daddies with a uh, Martin Lawrence hat. <laughs> That's how he beat me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shout to Zay, though. Uh, shout out to Zay. Boy, you know, he's killing boy get crazy. Zay, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Champ. Uh, what's going on? Feel good. Happy to be free, be alive, not behind the wall, and opportunities are coming. I want to um, shout out Senator Clear because she does a lot of outreach work in the communities, especially here in Harlem. Um, and she's a big advocate advocate against uh, gun violence and things of that nature. So shout out to you for all the amazing work that you are doing in these communities. Another call. Um, also, hold on. I got to shout out Aaron Ross and y'all. Aaron Ross! I got it because that, that doesn't happen too often, but yeah. I'm in the studio with you guys uh, more times than not. And you are just continuing to elevate musically and drop some of the most powerful music with math in the studio. Y'all there from 12 at night to 12 in the afternoon the next day. He's the only one that can work. hang with me. Yeah, because I'm not one. even staying that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> he's the only one. If you come in with a, ses to a session with math, be ready to stay up. Stay there two days straight. Straight. But shout out to y'all for the, the continuous work y'all doing. Word, put in the, you, are, you both are going to reap the rewards. Yes. Of your labor. Yes. With Yo. the time you're putting in the Yo, music. Hey. We on to something. Y'all can't see the cheese, but it's on yeah, beaming there. from behind yeah, the camera right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Full court Shout press right now. Shout out to my man KK, 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 KK 47. You know what I'm saying? Aaron. He's, a, he's a secret weapon. We call him when we need him. You know what I mean? He's, he's Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, he don't smile ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Hunt over but there. But tonight, we have a legend on the hip from the hip-hop scene. New York City, a legend far as activism and, and awareness. Uh, um, we were talking about uh, AIDS awareness or, or, or um, activist work like the senator is doing. When we're talking about hip hop and developing skills and where these legends were developing skills, Mad Wednesdays was the spot to be. We went to EO Dub. That was the generation, I guess, you know, yeah. moving yeah. on. But yeah. 
Mad Wednesdays, you hear like a on Fathered reasonable Dio reasonable doubt. The the twenty two two skit that you hear around that. That's Maria Davis. She's here with us in the building, and I know she has a plethora of the most interesting stories about your favorite <laughs> artists before they were who they were. And we're gonna get to him tonight, Maria. Was you mad when I said rest in peace? <laughs> no, my kids was mad. Okay, this I'm sorry. I apologize. They was like, who is this guy? We gonna look. No, my son know who you were. But my daughter's like, oh no, we mad. They gotta apologize. My mother's not dead. My mother's not dead. Call, call no, no, she's dead. not. Yes, no, you're she's right. Not. No, she's she's not. Not. Who said that? It's not a clone. It's not a clone. It was me. <laughs> oh, it was me. No, no, it was Mac. No, it wasn't. Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, Right. Thank you, Chastity. Like, wasn't what, us. What's the what's that what's the, what's the name of that uh drink chance? That chi that chick got that chi I was like chick. Was no, was it? That was him. It wasn't. That was no. That was, was, was him saying that, like trying to remember her name and he was trying to remember to her in my the wrong name. Way. Right. But he was like, "What's the name of that that chick?" I was like, "I'm a chick now." Okay. Well, in his defense. You get super drunk on his show. I so. know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and how. You know, and that was a good hour in, so we were all pretty much wasted at that point. Yeah. yeah. Mech was the only coherent, coherent person. <laughs> Mech wasn't drinking <laughs> up there. He was like, no, I'm good. But somebody right. shouted it from the back. They said Maria Davis. And, yeah. And I guess. Because your name rings bells. We all know, and people who don't know you right. know they're supposed to know you. <laughs> You know, your influence goes super deep to the point where when it comes back around, people who got it from you don't know who they got it from. Mm. And that's that's one of the pitfalls of being a living legend. Yeah. That's what happens. You just get influenced and get, you're tied in in a different way to different people. But it's all so significant. Everybody is trying to remember who's that woman that we got this thing from. And sometimes the name that escaped, True. but the influence, the fingerprint True. is still... True. Yeah, it's still there. EO Dub that we went to, I think it could be called like the first child of Mad Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And it was right. the longest running open mic like to date. Right. It stuck around, but Mad Wednesdays fathered so many, many other scenes. In New York and City. We, we came from legit. That's where I met him the first time ever in life. Paying $10, getting on that line. <laughs> Get there early. <laughs> Get a, a good spot on the list. You ain't want to be the opener because right. when nobody That's was right. there, you wanted to be like a little past the middle where everybody's in the room. So training camp and and the showcase. Yeah, it was out of period. Okay, at the same yeah. time. Okay, it was at no, the no, no, no. Two, two, the same place, different days. Days, oh, Tuesdays okay. and Sundays. Okay. EO Dub was every Sunday. Uh, training camp was every Tuesday. But this ain't about them. That's right. <laughs> this is about Mad Wednesdays. <laughs> Tell us about how it started. Well, it was it started because uh, this woman named Shirley Brooks that was at Sweetwaters. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. 
Ramps business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I uh, was convinced that I should have my own weekly show. And I kept telling no, girl, that's too much responsibility. People are too fickled. And then I thought about it. And uh, I actually uh, witnessed going to the record companies, you know, artist tapes in the drawer and back. And I was like, wow, that's somebody's art is in the drawer. Mm-hmm. And so I had connections with the street teams. Those was my people. Mm-hmm. And a uh, whole lot of OJ, different people. And they would, uh, they would get the groups and I would pair the group, whatever record company group that was. And I would get the young people that were in my community, Queens, Brooklyn, wherever, and I would book them on the show. So they had an opportunity for the record companies to see, see them. them. Mm. Oh, so they would. it should be. Wow. So you would have a, the A&Rs in the building. So Russell this... Simmons, Andre Harrell. Wow. I had a lot of people that, that, in the beginning, it was a struggle, mm-hmm. as most things are. Right. But that was the, that was the mission that God put on my heart. So Mad mm-hmm. Wednesdays, you know, people are like, it's a showcase, but it was, it was more than a showcase. It was my connection to my activism, which I found out later, my connected to my illness. So Mad Wednesdays is what really kept me going, you know, other than my children, wow. but Mad Wednesdays. Did anybody get signed off of the show? Oh God. Yeah. How many? <laughs> How, many? How many? Yeah, Jay-Z, Mike Epps, I did Life Jennings, but Life Jennings was already kind of signed, but his first album, I would go and I, I, I was one of those people that if I believed in your song, right. and you know, back then they gave you little promotional CDs, they don't even do that now. Right. And I would get like boxes of promotional CDs and I would hand them out at Mad Wednesdays for whatever artists that came through my show. I was like the promotion behind the promotion that they did too. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's not only record deals, people did move, got movie deals, Cool Bubba Ice, the comedian, because I also did comedians. So I partnered up with Bob Sumner. Mm-hmm. I would go to Bob and Bob would give me all. So I started off with Bill Bellamy. Then he, he wow. I was the first one to have Bernie Mac in New York City. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Rest um, in peace. Um, Mike Epps was a regular there. Hamburger, Talent, Capone. I had an opportunity to, you know, work with, because of Bob, work with, Deaf comedy jams, all the comedians that would do there, they would do on my show too. And what, Tina Graham. Mm. What were some of the struggles that you um, referenced a little bit in starting Mad Wednesdays? Money. Yeah. Money. That's always money. Mm. And uh, there was a particular girl, I'm not gonna name her. Oh man. <laughs> that everybody gave all the big shows to mm. and gave all, all the promotional work. Mm. And so the ones that looked out for me was the A&R and the promotion people. But they gave this one particular girl, light skin, 
Come <laughs> 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 on, we can't do that. We can't do that. It ain't a we light got, skin thing. Come on, oh, Chastity, oh, only in the winter. Uh, only in the winter is a light skin thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she, it was only her and I. So I was African American and she was the white girl. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the white girl had the influence. You know, she had the father with the power and, you know, Stressica, that's what they called her. Stressica. Yeah. And, she had, and, they, and they gave her all the parties. And they just, so I would go and pray. And Mad Wednesdays was like a birthing kind of thing. It mm. wasn't for her, because she, you know, she worked with Flex, Paul Knotts. You know, she had all of the heavy players. And I was Maria Davis. But the funniest thing was, they would all go to her parties, but then they would come to my parties to mm-hmm. eat. Because I would feed them all the street people. Street mm. team didn't get fed or nothing. They got a little bit of crumbs, but they would come to my Auntie Maria. And they would come mm-hmm. and I would feed them because I always made sure I had food, mm-hmm. whether it was the food from the restaurant or I had a, a, a woman, a very good friend of mine, Miss Rebecca King. She used to make the macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and, and the wings and stuff. But we always made sure we had food because to me, food Connects was a distraction. Right. Mm-hmm. I always had balloons. Balloons made people feel good. Mm-hmm. And to this day, when I do Mad Wednesdays at the shrine, but people don't even understand. Dang, every time I come here, I, there's balloons. Yes, the balloons is a connection to the happiness. And for people, when they come in, they know it's a celebration, mm-hmm. not a place for you to come in and act the food. Right. Right. So the balloons, the food, and, you know, making sure. I mean, I just had a deep passion for young people that wanted to succeed in life. And I use nice places. Mm. So, you know, I use Sweetwaters, Country Club, all of the places that were real nice. These are like Midtown, Uptown. Like the, the, yeah, the areas in Manhattan where you don't want to do nothing wrong because they're coming in five seconds. (laughs) Five seconds. And, but not only that, because I wanted the hip hop artists to know you don't have to be in the dark in a dungeon all the time. Mm. Right. Right. Come to where the light is at. Sweetwaters had the tablecloths and the and the forks and the knives on the table because I wanted the, the hip hop, young hip hop artists, to experience something different than a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. More class. More class. Upgrade. Be a chameleon. Mm-hmm. You could be a thug downtown, but when you come uptown and you with the other people, you sh- should be able to shift. Behave yourself. Don't, right. don't always have to be about cussing and telling somebody off. You know, because that's what they expect of us. Mm. It should be about being a chameleon, showing people the greatness and the power that we come from. Our ancestors are great. And you should be great, too. Now, see, I I love that because what we battle now are youth who feel as if they should not have to subscribe to any of that. This is who I am. I'm going to be me. I'm being real. I'm being genuine. This is my true, authentic self, and I'm always saying, but is that the only side of yourself? But you gotta understand, Mac, you kinda you kinda put the explanation out there early. You said the youth. Most mm-hmm. of these kids haven't lived enough life to figure out who they actually are yet. That's and mm-hmm. that's part that's part of and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I always fire back at that, the reason why I don't leave it alone is because knowing that you haven't discovered all of you yet. Mm. You're making moves to cut off who you could be. That's right. By deciding that this is all you are. Mm. You dig what I mean? Yeah. You you might be more than this. You Styles P walks around telling everybody, gangster and a gentleman. 
you have no idea what your gentleman may look like because you're so married to being a gangster. Right. Biggest criminals in the world that I've ever seen in my life don't hang out on corners. They wear suits. They sure don't. They don't they don't stick people up. They pull mat they 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 get they get they they lobby. You know what I mean? Like right. they 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 do different shit. They don't they're not they're not out here selling on a corner. Right. They pull scams and take everybody's retirement fund in one night and rob everybody without a gun. Well, well if you're selling drugs as part of an image, you should probably stop. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Then, yeah. then there's that. Because is there any money out here? There ain't no money out mm -hmm. here. I grew up in a time with Nikki Bonds and them. They opened cases of money. I saw cases of money. Nobody, nobody doing money like that. So, so let me ask you something. So because there was money issues and you had this competition going on, was because of the way you presented Mad Wednesday, were you able to retrieve more funding from, uh, you know, like some of the people that attended or no. people outside? No. I can say that honestly. No. People don't even know the real story about how I kept Mad Wednesday going. Well, tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know. In the barbershop. I used to take money from low Oh, mm. yeah, we got to cut that out. <laughs> we gotta cut it out. We got not the legal stuff. Yeah. Not the legal. We can't it has a statute of limitations. Yeah, it's not yeah. a Yo, just, just blank out the audio when she say that. Make it mysterious. They'd be like, "Ooh, what did she say?" <laughs> blur her lips so they can't read but, it. But that that that's how I felt about Mad Wednesdays. That's how I wanted it to succeed so much that I would do whatever I needed to do to make Mad Wednesdays happen. Right. And, mm. and I suffered a lot. My children suffered a lot. So mm. you know. But Mad Wednesdays is still here. And, you know, at a point that I thought I was going to die because, you know, once I contracted HIV and then three years later contracted, I was told I had AIDS and then I was 95 pounds. I had to stop Mad Wednesdays. I couldn't do it anymore because I was too sick. Right. Mm. So I thought Mad Wednesdays was over. Mm -hmm. I modeled. I thought my modeling career was over. I just thought everything was over. Mm -hmm. But then there was a little light. So you need it's a little bit. It it's seems a like a lot of light. light. Okay. Yeah. Seems like a lot of light. A lot of you're here like time. many yeah. moons later. You're mm -hmm. in here getting it popping still. Like, how does it, was it worth it? Is was has it been worth it? As a absolutely, rival? absolutely, absolutely. Because I you, I get to hear stories from young people that used to attend Mad Wednesdays and they're doctors and they're teachers now and they're doing other things and some of them bring me to their schools to speak. Mm -hmm. Some of them have their children now performing on my showcase. So it was absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. Still, absolutely. Still. And, 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 and the connection between my children and Mad Wednesdays, I wish I could have did a little better, much better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I ask my children for their forgiveness all the time. My son, Scott. <laughs> He's like, and stop it, mom. I got to <laughs> hang out with you. I was lit. <laughs> I was lit. Yo, you know who I was with last night? Yeah, Jay-Z. Yeah, you know, you know my mom's. But you, but you have to be transparent, though. You know, you can't tell a story and then give a little piece of the story. You got to give the whole story because that's that's real. That's being real. Including when it went bad. Including when, when it went, went bad. bad. Right. When what, was, what, what, what are was, some of the stories that came out of Mad Wednesday? Uh, Kwame. That was one of them. What, what, what happened? Biggie what, came to beat Kwame up at Sweet Boy. Did that really happen? Oh, yeah. It really has. Well, he wow. pulled up to do it. Did he? Did, he didn't. Oh, he no. He came. Over. He found. He saw my flyer, 
and he found that he was going to be there over that polka dot. Whatever. Your life is played out like Kwame. Who rides his So, so he came there looking for him with another big guy, and so D Rock's he good. Kwame tells a whole other story, but it's not the right story. And I went down. Kwame had performed. I went downstairs because Sweetwaters was. They had rooms downstairs, little makeup rooms that people can go and sit. And I said to him, I said, you know, Biggie's here. And, and uh, I, I think uh, you want to be a hero or you want to be. You want to get out the back door? Right. <laughs> and that's what I did. I took him out. The Sweetwaters had a back door that was mm-hmm. a kitchen that went out to the to the um, parking lot where these buildings were. Right. They're not projects. They're nice buildings. Right. And so that's where I let him out in the back. But he tells he told the story on uh, what you call him from the roots. He told the story that I got in the middle and I looked at him and I looked at Biggie and I was like, Biggie, what you gonna do? Richard, y'all, y'all hash this out. No. Biggie was there to pulverize. Pol- <laughs> Absolutely. The Brooklyn way. Yep. And so that's that that's Brooklyn. the true story. Right. Your chef is stupid. Brooklyn way. <laughs> you can't get no point wow. beating up Kwame. Yeah, like this is yeah. the second but, but Kwame story. Kwame, Kwame made a he made a diss record after that. After, right? It was yeah. after he got dissed first. Like that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You diss me, I diss you. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Like, and he was mad, baby. I ain't gonna lie, Polka Dots was over by that time, bro. Yeah, but why are you taking saying. shots? If I'm Kwame and I'm minding my business, <laughs> like I'm, I'm minding my business, MC making Bravado. records, producing stuff, and you take a shot at me out of no, your life's played out. Like Kwame, my life is played out. It's something. Like, no, your Polka life dots. is played out. Like Kwame, <laughs> like, come on, stop. But yo, but Polka what's Polka funny is that yo, <laughs> this is this is the uh, second. Uh, Kwame, this Wait, is the second shot. Somebody have a Polka dress on or something. Somebody has some. Somebody's trying to bring it back. No, <laughs> a clown? back then. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> this is the second Kwame story. The other one was with Kid and Play. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, he was wow. he was with Idolmakers. The whole that whole squad. Uh, yeah. Kid and Play sure was uh, something about Kwame. Kwame report to the front desk. That's the homie. <laughs> that's the homie. Oh, that's, that's, homie. Oh, that's why you going. Yeah, Mac was talking to him at the joint. Yeah, it's the homie. He's in L.A. And yeah. then the other big story was with. Keith Murray. Most beautifulest thing now, in this world. I might ask you to chime in. <laughs> just to give us a little backstory on this. Let's keep, keep it accurate. You're going to keep it accurate. You're going to keep it accurate. All right. He told, he told me mainly. Oh, here. Come over here because oh, you want to hear you on the mic. Get closer to him. He told it mostly correctly. Uh-huh. Uh, he told the accuracy, right, Mom? Uh, the car accident happened with him and Biggs, but you didn't know that. That right. night when it happened, mm-hmm. and Jay performed, Keith performed, Biggs was instigating. Nobody really knew that's what was happening. Eric Skinner was his vice president or his A and R at the time. Mm-hmm. They start fighting. Who? Eric Skinner, Biggs, Keith Murray, the Rockefeller crew. They all thumping. Maria's not having it. She jumps off the stage. Fox. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but Keith got hit in the head with a with a Moet oh, no. bottle. Oh, oh, got hit in the God. head with the bottle. Keith said he did it. He didn't do it. I think Eric did it. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. But somehow they ain't got the death. If you see the gash in Dame's head to this day, that's from that wow. event, that night. 
Wow. And then Keith went outside, jumping on people's car, top of their car, and I had my heels on because it was my 35th birthday. Right. So Soul For Real was there, Mary J. Blige. The room was packed. Wow. Everybody was Legendary. there. And he was, he was running up and down on the car, people car. A girl did sue him, and, um, and I was running down the street, and all my, my, my blue and all my uptown friends was like, Maria! They was like, nah, she got it. And I ran up, in my heels, I was running up and down telling him, get your ass off the damn car. And mm. so, and I banded him from Mad Wednesdays mm. for almost a year. What was the fight over? Does anybody know? Biggs, him and Biggs had a car accident. And it was random. They had a random car accident in the city somewhere. And apparently Keith just left. Oh. And was like, yeah, whatever. Mm. <laughs> so then the next time he got to see him, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. me and you pulled out like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ice out. <laughs> <laughs> so he, 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 that, that was, that was a terrible scene. Mm. That was a terrible, that was my, I'll never forget, it was my 35th birthday. Exactly the kind of energy you're trying to keep yeah. out yes. of Yes. Exactly. And so when he, he kept trying to sneak, because I left Sweetwaters, then I went to this other club that was on 72nd Street. I can't remember. My good friend Ron Grant was there. And, um, I didn't last there, and then that's when I went to Country Club. Everybody wanted to get in Country Club on 86th Street. Country Club took the whole up the whole block. It was between Second and Third Avenue, mm -hmm. and a lot of parties was going down there. And um, he would try to sneak in. I would catch him every time <laughs> and kick him out. Yeah. And after a year, he came and apologized, and then I started letting him come back to Matt Wednesday again. Okay. Mm. And then Mitch Green. That's another story. I was gonna say you got clearance for that story too, Mitch Green. Mitch Green. Wait, wait, what happened, Maria? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Tyson Ford. Nah, this is this is this is different. Yeah, they came. They Am I talking about a different Mitch Green? No, same. No, the Mitch okay, Green and Mike Tyson. Okay, yeah. So Mitch Green. I, I love Mitch Green. I know his daughter. Too. Shout out. To, shout out. <laughs> so I don't know what was going on in the streets, but his man touched. I don't know if it was Jay-Z or Dame Dash's sister, but, and they knocked him out. They knocked his people out. Now, once they knocked him out, I took him upstairs. I got him some coffee, made sure he was okay, got him in the cab. <laughs> what are you laughing at, bro? <laughs> That's some Brooklyn shit. No, I, I did that, so I know it was nothing. So the next time they come around, they try to tell me Mitch Green was looking for me. So he was looking for me all over the place, all up in Harlem. And uh, so finally he comes to Esso and they got like four or five cars. They supposedly whatever had whatever in it. And the partner I was with at the time, Mitch Green was like, um, they was like, Mitch Green is outside and he want to see you. And he had tried to extort the man from Esso, which is my longtime friend. He tried to extort the man from Esso and it was Italian. And you were not extorting Italians. Right. And so I guess they thought that they were going to extort me. And mm. so they came outside. It was a car load full of them, four or five cars, however it was. They were in the parking lot because Esso was across the street from this big, huge parking lot. Right. So my partner didn't want to come outside. And I said, well, I have to go outside because I have all of these people inside. Mm. And I'm not going to jeopardize their lives. Mm. So I went outside with Bam. Bam was a security guard, everybody's security guard. Yeah. And me and Bam together went outside. Right. And I was surrounded by... Is this the same Bam that, that used to run Club Play in Miami? No. No. Oh, okay. No, Bam's like an old timer. He did security for everybody. Okay. 
And so me and Bam went outside and they came, Mitch came to me and he said, um, you know, they robbed my man. I was like, what? They robbed. I said, they did not rob your man. Your man got knocked out because he was disrespectful and he touched somebody's sister butt. And I said, if somebody touched your sister butt, what would you do? And he said, knock him out. I said, have a nice day. And I walked back inside with me and Ben. <laughs> so whatever they thought they was going to do, they wasn't doing that. And they wasn't extorting me because right. my kids was already extorting me. I had to take <laughs> so I ain't had no room. So the blessing about Mad Wednesdays when other shows was getting robbed, I never got robbed. Mm. Thirty years, nobody 30 years. ever came to my door because I didn't care if they didn't have money or not. Anybody can give me a story. If they were hungry, I would feed them. So I was protected by the community. Mm. So that was that that was that's, that that's was a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And nobody's gonna let nothing happen to me. Same thing in Shrine. Right. I got the whole African community over there. People don't know that if they do anything, they they would have some forces to be reckoned with. Mm. But you don't have to say that. You right. know, the people I knew who had my back, but I didn't mm. have to tell them who had my back. Right, right, and that's right. why I walked around fearless and when people acted up, I would knock them out. <laughs> 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 yeah, I would that they people be like, Where's Maria? Oh, she's in the fight. I would wow. fight people. If you didn't act right, I would I was crazy back then. Wow. And, and it, but this is a this is the beginning stages of like the greatest era of hip hop. And you're seeing all these faces come through. Was there was there ever a time when somebody came to you and was like, yo, why don't you be an A and R? Why don't you Yeah, they said that all the time, but I didn't want to do they was artists was fickled. Artists were fickled. Still are. The one minute they with you, I just had this incredible hip-hop artist, mm -hmm. incredible girl. I mean, she's the next best thing. All her people brought her around, introducing her to people she getting them. Now she's flipping on them. She's going to somebody else. That's why I would never manage. People beg me to manage them, never. Who begged you? Or who asked, rather? There were so many people that asked me to do that. So many people. Wow. Could you have done the job if you wanted to? No, I didn't want to do it. Mm -mm. Which means you couldn't have done it. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want because see, I used to have this thing called clown management. You know what clown management is? Mm -mm. Clown management is when you have a manager and they don't know to get you a nice press picture, and they got you sending me your picture with you in the bathroom looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> clown management is when you do a photo shoot. If the, ma the manager should be able to dress you nice, get a stylist and dress you nice, but you're looking crazy, mm. but the person is still managing, that's clown management. Mm. They don't teach you about etiquette, mm. about mm. making sure you know how to hold the mic, you speak right, don't cup the mic, and all the, you know, kind of guiding you. Right. That's called clown management. Mm. And that was a lot of clown management going on back then because mm. the artists, the A&R the A&R was fabulous, but the managers were very instrumental too in making sure that the artists got what they needed mm -hmm. and became what they needed to become. Right. So, you know, people limit themselves to I want to be on the stage. Well, what about animation? What about car what about voiceovers? Mm -hmm. What about movies? Mm -hmm. You know, well-rounded exhibit. Exhibit did my show so many times, but I saw him on TV today. 
So he wasn't just an artist that was trying to be on the stage. He was trying to broaden his horizon. Right. He's done movies too. And done yeah. movies. And that's what your Ice Cube, that's what your manager should be doing for you. Mm. Not only keeping you on the stage, but pointing you in other directions for you to have a money flowing from different sources. But it seems like you was managing like everybody that came into Mad Wednesdays. It, 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 right? Like yeah. indirectly. indirectly. Right? Because I'm sure that you voice your opinion on how they should perform, what they should be wearing. This is what you should be drinking. I got food over here. After this, you need to go over here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that 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 figure of someone who wants to see the, the artist win. Right. So you're going to tell them how you feel. And no cursing. And no cursing. They couldn't so, curse so much. Couldn't curse. See, like you managed Only everybody. Only one I let, let curse was like maybe Jay-Z. Why? Why? Why you let Jay Z? That's a good, he that's was like my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> he, him and Fifty Cent. Those two were my favorite because I would give Fifty Cent a lot too. Because Jam Master J. Right. Mm. Rest in peace. Wow. Rest in peace. Yeah. How did you connect with uh, Hove? Like, how did that happen? Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And Shout it was out a to the big homie. Yeah, DJ Clark Kent. I love Clark Kent. That's, that's yeah. my man. Legend. Legendary. You know, he's been in that ski. Yeah, yeah, Clark Kent. I love Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And I have a picture actually of, of Jay Z and all. I got some good pictures. I got a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. But me on stage with them, you know, that would that's how I got on 22 twos. That was my favorite song. He would come, I was like, do that two 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 thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then they loved how I would go around and make sure people wasn't smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And then I would kick people out. So that they were like, oh, this. This has to come on the album. So you was yeah. a security too. I was security too. Every day. <laughs> Just knocking people out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember listening to that 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 the skit on his album. And then who's smoking weed? I'm like, yeah, that's that's Wait a really minute. Open Somebody's mic. smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. So <laughs> who told me to shut the F up? Now, stuff, stuff like that used to happen though, right? That, that would happen, absolutely. <laughs> so what so Clark bought? Hove two Mad Wednesdays, yeah, or he, he called you and told you, "I got somebody that you." He told, and it was da- it was between Dame Dash and Clark Kent because Dame Dash was in a group called Original Flavors, right? Yeah, right. and they, he was beefing with some other group, but then he started working him and Jay Z and Clark Kent and Ski and Tata and all of them started working together. Mm, nice. But I knew when I saw they used to think he was corny. Oh my gosh, my people was like, "Who is this whack dude on your stage?" I'm like. Wow. He get ready to be something. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Mm. And then they started doing that music, and he made them a believer. Mm. He made them a believer. I, I wish. It, I wish we still had stories like that. I wish yeah. it still worked that way. Yeah. Like people looking for actual talent and and the cream rising to the top. And you can think he's corny now, but like just people, wait. People are still doing that. I don't see it. It's just not, they're, they're just doing it like as this it used to be. I don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it that well, way. Well, you don't get to nurture them like right. that. That's the whole big thing. But the, the worst part that has happened, because the artists are succeeding so well now, now you get all of these little artists and they want, they want you to pay them. Mm-hmm. Like they come to me and I tell them, you know, you have to bring people to the shrine. I'm bringing people. You got to bring people too. Oh, no, I don't do that. They want to be paid. What I'm paying you for? You ain't getting nowhere yet. So, and when artists do that, I don't even argue with them. You know what I tell them? Nice meeting you. Good Mm -hmm. luck. Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. even argue with them. I think sometimes people mistake uh, Instagram followers for a fan base. Mm -hmm. 
It's too tight, yo. And there's no connection. You start to believe that that's the reality. Yes. yes. Those people only world. exist in the phone, bro. Yeah. You have follow. You have followers, not fans. Goku is not things. one of your fans. Right. Okay? <laughs> and then when Instagram decides that you have, you know, misconduct on there, they mm -hmm. they cut you off. And then where's mm -hmm. your... Where's, right. your, where's your followers? Where's your fan base? Yeah. You don't have them. Right. That's why I'm old school. At Mad Wednesdays, I got the girl, the little girl I paid. She go around getting everybody email addresses and phone numbers. Mm -hmm. That's that, that, that emailing will never go away. Right, right. Because I get about 2,000, 3,000 emails a day. Mm. And I took a class the other day, Harlem Business Alliance, and that's what they talked about, the forgotten promotion oh, emails. Because yeah. mm -hmm. mm. when you go on your phone, you have emails all day. That's a fact. That is a fact. People, well, don't, people don't see it that way. Rewinding back. Can you stop? This, Mecca, you're just so... <laughs> someone save hip-hop, please. <laughs> <laughs> save hip-hop for this guy, man. Like, I just feel bad for him. Every I'm, episode I'm with you. Like, I'm with him. I'm with him. Uh, the, all right. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. But, this, th but this is what I'm saying. Why not... All right. What you did um, with Mad Wednesdays, I want Mecca to do with an open mic here in New York City. So you want me dealing with loan sharks, fist fighting with people, <laughs> getting it started? That's the kind of life you want my you children to be like, my man. What you want me to do, train for this, though. You want me, you want me to do You missing here. episodes because you out there. I got to feed people. Like, Jones on. <laughs> I got to I gotta cook the ribs. You want me to do it. But in the middle of all of that, you get to find the talent that's worth it. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, true, but, Mac. That's yeah, true. But the work is harder now. It's See? different. It's yeah. different. See? I think it's actually easier. No, it's not. I it's think it's not. easier. You know it's why? Not. No, yes, it is. Let me tell you something. Go ahead. When you think about the actual layout of it, right? And I'm not taking nothing away from what you've done and everything that you've done for, for the culture. Someone can have a bunch of followers on Instagram, real followers, right? They can be verified, whatever, and they, they can go get a venue, and they can say, hey... If y'all pay $20, you can perform here. Might have some people come through to watch you. Mm -hmm. And that shit'll happen. Like that. I've seen it. Yeah. So it's a little more easier now. Now, the outcome of it may be way different from the and way it was back in the days. We are. But it happens. Yeah, right. no, no, no. It happens. Bro. Well, what's I've your, been to mad your, showcases, bro. No, showcases are fine. That's not my issue. There's two very there's two main reasons that stop me from attempting to walk in those shoes. Number one. The artists from her era, the people who she was training, people who came out of that camp, all wanted to be dope. Yes. They all wanted to be better yes. than the next guy on stage. Yes. Mm. The guys who I deal with now, consulting-wise, not all of y'all, but the ones who I'm talking about, you know I've cursed you out in public. They want to be real, or they want to be famous, or they want to be lit. Right. They don't want to be good. Mm. It's a complete... When you so, say, like, yo, you got... The process. These guys, the objectives the process. Yeah, objectives they want to be famous, yeah. bro. They want right. to do. They, they'll only, they're only talking to me because they see me up here. Right. They don't even really want my advice on how to get better. They just want to talk to somebody who they see as famous, and somehow, some way, through osmosis, they'll ask me to post their shit on my page right. so they can be famous. But they don't want to be good. When I'm telling them, yo, that didn't rhyme. This thing right here, yo, that's off key. Yo, that's off beat. 
yo, you need to change this part. You need to fix this. You right. got to focus on this, this, this. They're going to be like, nah, hating. nah, nah, nah. Yeah, you yeah. you hating. Nah, right. this is my style. This is what I do. You can't tell me how to do this. You don't do this. And they get mad. Right. They get mad. And if I had a full room of those people, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to lock the door and Dragon torch the whole Fly place Jones. and burn everybody down in there. Like, but all y'all can be torched. There's going to be a, a, a good amount of people who are actually worth it. That you'll find in the fray. You can't. Yeah, not everybody. Yeah, they're always like, needling the a hand. Everybody is not competitive yes, like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> listen, listen, listen to the analogy you're using to get me to do this. A needle in a haystack. When have you ever? Have you seen a haystack? But, 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 but Mecca, here's my. Let me thing. rewind. So Mecca, what do you want to do? I just want to find that one person. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Now I set myself up in a room full of the opposite. <laughs> now I want to ask y'all a question. Uh -huh. If you reverse the talent that we have now to the forefront of the hip hop, mm -hmm. do you think it would have the significance that it have now? As now? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Because absolutely it, it took not. a lot when I was going to these open mics. I would get inspired by like people like Breeze Overflowing. Salute the guy. His cadence on the stage, I was the, it, it was it was magnetic. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have walked in there and didn't know who the hell he was, but when you looked around, you saw the attention that he got in every order's artist just locked in because he's gonna shake that room. It's like, you know, th this is stuff that made me go home and be in the mirror and practice and rap a little bit longer every day and, you know, get my bars right for the moment that I could be up there and when I walk off, everybody's coming to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're missing that. We're missing the, the creative side. There's the Big too much L. That's like, that, the gentleman you just talked, that's how I was so inspired. I had Big L, Children in the Corn, Crime Fam, that's mm. Loon and Nitty. The Locks. The Locks. You had uh, Royal Flesh. Flush. 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 Yeah. You had Royal Flesh. Yeah. Flush. Who you want to knock out right Geronimo. now? Yes, Mike Geronimo. Smooth the Hustler. Oh my gosh. Trigger the Gambler. Oh my gosh. I spoke to both of them today. Shout, Shout out to Smooth and Trigger. Shout out to Smooth and Trigger. Shout out to Smooth. Yeah, that was that, that, that music back then. Who were the greatest performers? I don't know. They all, you know, everybody started out. What was memorable to you? Yeah. What what stuck in your head like? Oh my God! I'll never Besides Jay Z, performance. not not counting. Yeah. No, I ain't yeah. gonna say Jay Z. Right. One twelve. Okay. One twelve. Okay. Deborah Cox. Mm. She sang the whole. F I thought the floor was gonna cave in when she was a, a, a so. Brandy. That was one of my favorites. Wow. Shout out to Brandy. Yeah, Brandy used to bribe the A&R because once they started bringing her, she was underage. So when they told her they were going to stop bringing her, she said, I'm going to tell my parents she was bringing me. I said, that's <laughs> 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 so that's how she kept, she kept coming back in. Oh, oh, La Day. Oh, my God, La Day. Ooh, La Day. too? I didn't really have Drew Hill, but I had like Day, I had Brian uh, McKnight. Brian McKnight, wow. My Holy sister crap. Jackie McGee. Mm. That's my baby sister, make it last forever. I had her. Um, Life Jennings, Life Jennings, oh my God. Mm. 
Goody Mob. Shout out to Big Gip. Wow. wow. Shout out to Gip. Gip, come on. We got to do part two. I even had Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, shit. What? I only want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I did a shot. <laughs> oh, my God. I like Darius, man. <laughs> Champ wow, randomly yeah, yeah. sings Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, what was Keith Shockley and Hank Shockley's first album? They did Juice. Yeah, Juice. Juice. I did the Juice soundtrack party at the cellar. Know the Ledge and all that. Wow. Yeah, Strictly Business? Strictly Business, yeah. The movie. Wow, I love that movie. Wow. That's one of my favorite movies. If I had to check, it's just to help her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 Good money. I'm yeah, about did, that. You ever had uh, Jeff Red? <laughs> I had Jeff, Jeff Red, Red all the time. That's my yeah. brother, Jeff Red. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Jeff Red. I love Jeff Red. He keeps me and and Tashana, Miss Bat, Miss Black America Princess, mm. and can't be silenced. He's always making donations to us. Mace. 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 Case. Yeah, Mace when he was murder Mace. Children in the corn, right? Children, uh huh. And then I had Darnell Jones, Horace Brown. Oh, I, was, oh. I just heard Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie Stevie. Had Soul Cafe. yeah. Wow. I had Elder Bar. Yeah, Elder Bar. Soul Cafe. What? And when he performed, I'll never forget. Chico was supposed to perform, and he couldn't because that was the blackout. I think when was that? The blackout. 2013. No. No, because I was in. I started Soul Cafe in 2002. I think. 2003. I think it happened. Yes. The and blackout. so they yeah. had to put. So we had to cancel it. So L came, and I mean, that was mesmerizing. Wow. Wow. Barge was mesmerized. I Listen mean, to these names. This is a murderous road. This is disgusting. <laughs> and, oh. you, and you know, when I was in, uh, when I did Mad Wednesdays in the earlier Mad Wednesdays, I always had Red Alert, Flex. Mm -hmm. DJ Ace was my main DJ. He mm -hmm. was the main DJ for all of my shows. <coughs> SNS. I started SNS as a baby and Craig G, DJ Craig. They was like, Miss Davis, please give us a chance, please. SNS started with. So I also started a lot of DJs too. Mm -hmm. And um, you ever had flex? You ever had flex? She's She's flex. Yeah, flex. flex. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, all the time. Mr. C. Mm -hmm. I had all of the DJs back then. You know, now you. You ever seen Monica in with the coat? Mon, yep. Wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> Monica. They wasn't trying to let her in. Mon she was younger. She was. Yeah. She was minor. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Quall, remember the group Quall? The two kids, Michael, Michael Jackson's Jackson. group. I had yeah. them. Brownstone, Brownstone Black Girls. Wow. That's, I mean, that was, woo. We had, it was so. Missy, when she was in. Uh, Missy, sister. when she was sister. in Sister with the greasy hair. I got a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Missy. Missy. <laughs> we love you, Missy. And then Genuine. Wow. Genuine didn't want to do my second show. Because he thought, oh, that was a problem too. Because um, Jodeci, mm. somebody came to beat Genuine up. I cannot remember who it was. <laughs> what? And he thought that I was a part of it, and I knew nothing about it. You know, they always had them little rivalries going on. Yeah, but yeah. if it would happen at your show, they'd know that you thought yeah. that you, they thought you, you lined it up. You lined it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you know, exactly. you know this person, so yeah. you might have been a connection. Yes. So what, you got him up out of there too? No, no. He had he, he wound up not coming back. I had him one time and then he didn't come back. I had Miss Jones. Mm, wow. Me and Miss Jones, we do the, the mail review. 
Remember back then, the good days used to have all them big black men mail review. Magazine, they don't yeah. do that no more. They had no. Chippendales. I did the black version of Chippendales. Oh, okay. So we, me and, me and Ms. Jones used to give those parties, and she used to celebrate her birthday. Her and my sister Jackie, um, or Scorpio's October, and so I would do her birthday party. I did so many people's birthday parties. Charles Oakley. I did Melba from Melba's Red. I did so many people's birthday parties. Wow. Was mm. it? Was it? Just. Moving away from the talent aspect real quick, this is this really giving me a headache. Mm-hmm. Like all these talent, all these names, pissing me off of what I got to deal with. Um, was it hard for you to stay detached from the street aspect? Because all these people you mentioned all have like the big homies and the OGs behind them, and all these street guys running around. And I can see. I remember there was a time when they would all start getting their own rappers. You see, like Rakim and Pitches with some of the right. biggest, you know what I'm saying? Some of the biggest street dudes out. Right. Was it was it difficult? Is like you 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 have this place in this event that the rappers want to come to, the singers want to come to, and the street dudes want to be a part of because there's a lot of money in there, and it's a place to be seen, and it's a place to be it's a place to show off. There's also a lot of money. There's a, you mentioned extortion earlier. Like there's some people in there that you could get your hands on and and get some money from them. Was it difficult for you to be like the Switzerland of this whole thing where it was neutral ground for everybody? And was this some Mm-mm. crossover? No, it wasn't difficult at all. I had the street cats. I had the the business cats. I had the rappers. You were, you were a bridge that closed the gap. Yeah, because I, I kept it all in order. You could do that over there, but you can't do that over here. I didn't care who you were. Mm-hmm. I didn't care who you were. And everybody respected it. Everybody. I had a run-in with Jam, Jam Master J, but he, me and him became real good friends. Uh, they wanted, He wanted to get, they all would come to the door and bring a thousand people. You can't bring, for free. You can't bring a thousand people in for free. So we were at Kilimanjaro. He butted me in the head and called me a word. And so one of my, the person I was seeing at that time was like, don't say nothing. Don't start no trouble. I said, Dad? He ain't coming to my party and being disrespectful to me. So yeah. I had all my street cats from uptown. And I was standing on the stage. And he came on the stage and they surrounded him. And they said, you owe her an apology. And he yeah. apologized and me and him became friends. And I had got, I got 50 cent all the time after that. Mm. Mm. That, that was wow. a standard. You wasn't going to disrespect me. Right, people right. was like, oh, Maria, don't mess with that person. Oh, they, I don't care. <laughs> that was not, I didn't care about none of that. You ain't going to disrespect me in my own place. And so that, that, that is what made Mad Wednesday what it was. People knew they came in there and they were safe. Mm-hmm. That was safe. No shootouts. None of that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Say and I prayed every time. Every man, I would pray. Sometimes I would read scriptures from the stage. Ileana Van Zant book. Yep, she had a positive book, and I would read a positive anything because I know when you in the streets, you coming in with the rah rah rah, and I would just woo it all, settle mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. I might have had a little bump here and a little bump there, but mostly it was woo So mm-hmm. your energy is why everybody catered to you. Mm. I think it's more so because of the power of the black woman, mm-hmm. like in general. Like yeah. going to a place like that reminds you of your aunt, your sister, your yeah. your mom's even, depending yeah. on how yeah. old you are. Food. But going there and being like, I can escape home, I can escape the street life, mm-hmm. and I can do something productive here. And it's somebody that's like my mother, my sister, my aunt running it. 
right, I'm cool. In the security aspect world, the best people that I hire are women, especially when I'm dealing with violent men. You know what I'm saying? If I if I have a get a location that's a violent location, and like Brooklyn, I have a lot of really like 2154 Nostrand Avenue, but I have a lot of crazy (laughs) spots in Brooklyn. The females do way better because if I say I hire you a guy that even thinks he's tough, that don't mean uh, nothing. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And they right. to come in there and show him that he's not tough enough. But a female, yeah, you know, the female could deal right with, as long as she's not shy, willing, you know, to speak, they take to her differently. Yeah. That's a fact. And it's a, it's an ego thing too. You know, when a man is, he's in his feelings, yeah. and then some other man try to come and Th- that never works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know who was my best security to? Nation of Islam. Yeah, mm. yeah back then. Brother yeah, Steve, yeah. brother Chris. I don't know, it's something about them suits <laughs> and them hats. <laughs> that when people came in, they and, acted and, accordingly. And how they carry, they, they speak that, to and people the way with they respect. Ca- with respect. Organized. Right. With and respect. being, orga- being organized. organized. Yeah. Right. The most, one of the most scariest mm-hmm. things to so, see. I mean, they come back <laughs> Yeah, that, that is true. It's very scary. There's a lot of power in that. Yes. I remember one of, one of my teachers um, coming to my block, and he got all of my homeboys. He lined, it, he lined all of us up, and we walked around the block. And the way people were looking and the way people were coming over, like, what, yo, what y'all doing with your... He showed us, like, you see how how much power and attention you have when you're organized? That's right. Just walking around the block. That's all you did. And look how many people stopped to talk to you. I was like, wow. Another good one, too, was Chrisette Michelle. I will will never forget when her album came out. My daughter said, Ma, she sang all those songs at your show. Mm, and wow. I was like, wow, I could get Chrisette Michelle anytime I wanted her. She would come and she would sing Jay-Z the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Big L, all I have to do That's is say Big L, I don't have no artist, no good artist tonight. Can you, he would come anytime I call him. Dougie Fresh too. Dougie Fresh used to mm-hmm. do my show all the time too. Mm-hmm. You ever had Nas mm-hmm. or AZ there? Nas came, but they never performed for me. Mm-hmm. Never performed. What's that about? Come on, that's it. Regular queen shit. And I wasn't, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really wanting them anyway. Because right. wherever they went, they shut the party down before the party even got started. Wait, wait. <laughs> Nas, Nas and come Not Nas. His crew right. it was never Nas. Nas was never the problem. The it was his people. I remember when his one of his album parties was down at the Palladium, mm-hmm. and my, I called my friends. I'm on my way. Don't come. It's closed. The party didn't even get to start. It opened and it closed at the same time. <laughs> there ain't no because, uh, we, I love Queensbridge, <laughs> but wherever they went, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, what Queens said, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not mad. I love Queens, though, but yeah. I'm They roll with a big crew. Roll with yeah. a big, and sometimes the big crew, the big crew some it's people, good, yeah. yeah. They got most, attitudes. Most times. Yeah. Most times. Yeah. Egos. Yeah. Most times. Yeah. Yes. I, I, find, I find most people who roll with like big groups, there's always, Whoa. The, the bigger the group is, the more of a chance that there's those one, there's that one guy who's one. trying to prove himself. And now because the group is bigger, for every three guys in there, at least one of them wants to show out. So now there's like yeah. 
six. Now the group gets bigger. It's that, that illusion of the upper hand. Right. And you know what else I used to do? Somebody got to prove something. You yeah. Prove yes, yes. For no reason. No, somebody, somebody's going to be a dick to yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. For no reason. And then reason. they're going to find out. <laughs> and I would never let crowds on my stage. Right. Oh, no. Only one one time, Mr. Cheese, they bought all of their The Lost Boys. This is the Lost Boys. You got to. Yeah. Yeah, you the one, the Lost Boys. They're going to dance together. They're going to do Now, you want to hear that story, too? Yes, I It was do. my birthday. Uh-huh. Jay-Z and them bought me a bottle of Cristal uh-huh. for a gift. <laughs> I turned around. There was no Cristal. When the Lost Boys went on, Drink it. it was there and it went off with them. <laughs> <laughs> Queen shit. <laughs> Queen's niggas, man. That's that Queen yeah. shit. Queen's I thought niggas. Queen's get the money. Word. They took the money. They took the money. And the bottles in Brooklyn. Queen's niggas did some Brooklyn shit. That's, that's, that's how you get the money. You save it. You take somebody else's bottle. That's how it works. Queen's get the shit, man. Queen's get the shit. I was so mad. I'll never forget that. Oh, man. Boy. Cheeks, you've been on this show, bro. You ain't tell that story. You ain't tell that story. He probably don't even remember. Say it again? He, he might have told us. He might have been like, you know, Marie Davis bottom now, me. That might have been it. That might have been it. Ming Bao Bao. You know what I'm saying? Ming Ming Bao. Yeah. Ming Ming Bao. Ming Ming Cheeks. You know what I mean? Cheeks, Cheeks, replace that bottle, bro. Replace that bottle. Oh, you know another Monifa. Oh, that was another one too. Monifa. It's been too long. And then when I when I was diagnosed with HIV, she was like one of the first people that used to you know make sure that I was taken care of. And it was also Brenda Edwards worked up at um, Island Records. And when I became sick, I'll never forget every paycheck she would have me come up there because I couldn't work. I was too sick, mm-hmm. and she would put money in the envelope for me. Sincere Thompson. Wow. Justo, R.I.P. Justo. Justo, oh, Justo. Now, let, let's, oh. Let, let's go into that moment. You got this showcase. It's popping. Things. Oh, everything. When did you first see the signs? Or did you, did you get tested and you found out? Or did you start feeling different and you found out? Like, how did that work? Life insurance policy. Life mm-hmm. insurance. That's how I found out. They asked me to take uh, life insurance and I wanted, I, I, I applied for life insurance policy for $100,000. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if something happened to me, my kids would be taken care of. And they asked me, do you want, would you like an HIV test? And I was like, oh, why not? It's a gay white man's disease. Because that's mm-hmm. what we thought that was. Mm-hmm. And then I received a letter a couple of days, 10 days later. And it said, dear Ms. Davis, we're sorry to inform you. We cannot... Uh, we reject you for the life insurance, but you have HIV. Please go and seek help. Mm. When you read that letter, how did you feel? In the post office? You know, my faith is what came in, and I wrote on the letter, this is not the plan. Mm. It's not true. God has another plan for me. He did. Because I thought Mad Wednesdays was about me being a big promoter and doing all these great things. But God was just lining me up to do the work in the community, <laughs> be on the platform of HIV. Because it's not many people that, that talked about HIV. People know in the music industry was Easy e he had AIDS and he died. And, yeah. you, and Magic Johnson. So it was me, Easy e and Magic Johnson. Wow. Nobody, you know, there are a lot of black celebrities that died of complications due to AIDS. Hmm. But, you know, people but don't know public, about it. Publicized that they 
yep. actually happened. You, if you go back and you Google their names, it tells you, but it wasn't publicized back then. Right. At the time, they'll say they passed away right. due to whatever right. complications. Right. Right. The whatever the complication is. Off the ass was, well, he got it from a blood transfusion. Yeah. Right. So, so what, what happened from that day? Because you, you mentioned being about 95 pounds. How did you get to that point? Well, I had a hole in my tongue the size of a nickel. And nobody could see that. And I will never forget it was 112, Queen Latifah, Puffy, all of them was upstairs. And people didn't even know I was sick. I couldn't eat. So mm -hmm. you have a hole in your tongue. So no matter what you eat, everything has seasoning in it. So I couldn't eat. So you that mean a hole in like, hole right on my tongue. I still got the scar on how, my tongue. How'd you get the hole? From the HIV. So mm. there, it was a yeast. That's a special yeast. And, and I could take a comb and just like comb it. That's how deep it was. And so it ate away at my tongue. And so it ate a hole. And I wasn't on medications because at that time there was no medication. It was AZT. But that was a failed cancer treatment. Wow. And, um, and I didn't want to take medication. Because back then, you know, they were like, oh, they're killing black people. Mm -hmm. and trying to poison us. If you had the Western block or you had the Eastern block, the, the, the test wasn't right. And you right. know, all these conspiracy theories and I mm. fed into it. And that would, that is what prolonged my treatment too. So what was you consuming to stay healthy? To Whatever I could eat, which was not. Was it liquid? Everything liquid, was liquid? Liquid, mm. bland stuff, mm. whatever I could get that was bland. Right. And uh, then I, I was blessed to have people in my life that I, so it was a book that I was in called Souls of My Sisters. And that's when I really came out and told my, that's when everybody, the whole world found out I had AIDS. Mm. And, but that was a process. I met these two women and they were writing a book, <coughs> Souls of My Sisters, but it was about black women. So 72 women in a book about black women in male roles, male, but how we fight to keep doing the things we do. Right. And at the time they asked me to be in the book, I told them no, because I didn't think I was gonna live. Mm. And so, went in the hospital, the book was supposed to be finished. Mm -hmm. And then when I came out the hospital, a one week stay turned into six and a half weeks. I was only supposed to be going there to get my health back on track, but I was very, very sick. And so, when I came out the hospital, I found out that they hadn't finished the book. And I said, you know what? I need to tell my story because mm. it could help someone else. Because mm. I didn't have nobody to talk. Nobody, I didn't know no black women who talked to me about living with HIV or AIDS. Nobody was, right. I would have to go, it was an organization called Friends Indeed. They're no longer there down on Houston Street. And it was an organization that dealt with people that had HIV and AIDS and they had support groups. And mm. I would go in the back of the room, all gay men, white men, and it was, other women here and there, mm -hmm. but I would sit in the back and I would listen to them tell their stories. And I would say, when am I gonna get the courage to tell my story? And mm -hmm. I would go and I still wasn't taking medication. And they took me and did crisis counseling and said, Ms. Davis, you have to, the pharmacist said, I'm gonna tell you like this, like my sister, if you don't start taking medications, you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. Do you wanna see your kids? And that never mm -hmm. crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. Out of everything I thought about, he said, do you want to see your children? And I, that's when I decided to start taking medication. And I met a doctor, Joseph Sonnabin, 
And when, when he started taking care of me, was, he was like a father figure to me. He taught me everything about being an activist with HIV. And uh, he was a man from London. And I was like, what this white man? Everybody's recommending. Because he only did private. But lo and behold, he started taking care of people in the clinic. Mm. Wow. Grace and mercy. Wow. How he did was, you feel? Hmm? Right now. Yeah, so, yeah, Dr. Joseph Sonnabin. He was like this scraggly man with a beard. Phenomenal. You look, if you Google him now, he was on, he did, started Amfar. I was also an ambassador for Amfar, so I had the opportunity to give Janet Jackson an award for being a great HIV AIDS uh, advocate. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, just souls of my sister really propelled me out there. And I saw, I think I sold more books than anybody that was in the books. Because I would use it to go over there. You know, I made my little chain chains from there too. <laughs> so I would buy the book from the publisher for cheap. Right. And then I would sell it for whatever the book was. And I sold right. a lot of books. Wow. And that, that God bless Candace, Sandy, and Dawn Marie. Yeah, yeah everybody was selling kids too. <laughs> I was like, you, got, you going to school? Ask your teacher do they want to buy a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Dawn Marie Daniels, Joseph Sonnabin, they were like major people in my life. Deidre Tate, I remember when Deidre Tate asked me when, when I didn't want to tell, when I, I might have told one person, but I didn't tell the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to get free from. I don't care what your illness is. When you keep a secret, the secret kills you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. by that book and me telling, and I'll never forget the day yeah. I went to Inglewood. It's Inglewood's, a physical effect there. I went to Inglewood and I wanted to change my mind. That was our first book signing. And Sylvia's, I worked for Sylvia's restaurant. Melba was our boss back then. And I wanted to turn around and come back a good friend of mine, Trudy, who would write cartoon characters. When I was in the hospital, she would write cartoon characters, draw them and put them on my IV pole. And I would walk around with the cop. She's like, you're getting better every day. I was like, girl, I'm getting ready to die. What are you? But she knew, cause I'm still here. Yeah. Trudy B. How long ago was that? That was in 95. Jeez. I wound up in the hospital in 99. I diagnosed with HIV in 95, AIDS in 98. And then in 99, I had to go in the hospital for six and a half weeks. Six and a half months. One week turned into six and a half. I'll that never months. forget. When in January 29th, came out March 10th. Mm. Mm. I love this. Mm. So happy you Blessing, blessing. And you know, so with that, you, that, yeah. that Mad Wednesday, being on that stage and the, it all came together in one, you know, one bowl. And, you know, and it's so funny. I remember I used to be in the hospital and I used to be mad at all the artists. Like, why they don't come to my hospital bed? Because mm. none of them did come. Some, Monifa, mm. some people get red alert. But the people that I like thought was gonna be there mm-hmm. well, didn't come. And that's when God dealt with me and he said, listen, you focusing on the wrong thing. Right. You better be focusing on what I'm doing for you right now. You're still breathing. Right. You focus on some people that they ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Because right. I got you, I keep you here, not them. Mm-hmm. And so then I had to learn, it became easier and easier. Because I was mad at Jay-Z for a long time, long time. Yeah. Very long time. 
And I had, you know, as I traveled the world, because people said AIDS was gonna kill me. And I said, you know something? It's a blessing. I, told, I tell people all the time, they said, you think you live better with AIDS or without? I said, I live better with AIDS. Cause then I learned that I was important. Before that, I didn't love myself. Mm. I love, I was looking for love mm. from everybody else. But love starts within. And yeah. that, that, that was one of my battles too for me. And I'll never forget, I tell people this story all the time too, when I was in the hospital, you know Jehovah Witness people, right? You know how they be knocking on your door. Right you be like, don't say a word, be quiet. <laughs> and when I was in the hospital and I was crying in the middle of the night, because when I had what they call avascular necrosis, um, not avascular, I had that too in the hips, um, microbacterium avium complex. And so it's in the air, it's in water, but because I only had three T cells, a normal T cell count is 500 and better. Right. I had three. So mm. everything was, so I had that not only in my bloodstream, but I had it in my bone marrow too. And I would have night sweats from morning to night. My clothes would be soaking wet. Right. That came from the, the, the virus, the right. infection. Right. And so one night I was crying to myself, you know, I had my little thing locked up. Cabrini Hospital, they closed now. And, and, this, and the Jehovah Witness lady said to me, peace be still. I was like, how she know that? Because, mm. you know, I had a whole nother concept about Jehovah Witness people. Yeah. But when she said that, I said, God can use anybody to give you a message. That's a fact. And so now when they knock on my door, I, I kindly conversate. Because, yeah. you know, we all have these biases. And God just used me all in the hospital. All the stuff that I thought, he, he brought me down to earth. You know, people, about people. People, people always uh, look up to the sky. But every time that I've prayed, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people in this room, and I was looking for an answer, it didn't come out of the sky. It came from another human being. Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's God within all of us. So when I meet people, I try to give them the respect that I would like. You know? And yeah. we can't treat people differently for who they love or who they like. Right. You know, we our job here is to keep keep treat people like they're human beings. It's like you want to be treated. I don't care, if you, you know, cats, dogs, whatever you do, mm -hmm. whatever you like. I apologize to that club that I ran out of the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Me, we, not you. Apologize. We. <laughs> you weren't alone, brother. You're not alone. Oh yeah, and I do have to talk about Kenny Green from the group intro. So I yes. took care of him. Right. Mm -hmm. The um, love that group. Yeah, and the you know the crazy part, Kenny got kind of dumped on my lap because hmm. Jeff Christie, who managed Intro, mm -hmm. um, with Eddie F, and uh, Jeff said Maria Kenny has AIDS. Of course, everybody came to me with the HIV and AIDS story because yeah. I was the only one openly talking about it. Right. And Kenny had a hole in his foot. And I'll never forget when I first met him, I had to take him, they were telling, he was in Queens, and they were telling him in the hospital that he was gonna die. You know, write your letter now. They weren't even offering him medication, and there was medication. And so uh, Jeff got him over to the hospital, I got him to Lenox Hill Hospital, and I'll never forget, the doctor took a medal and put it, he had a hole in his foot that he walked around for a long time, and the medal went all the way and touched his bone. And so I took care of Kenny until he passed. Mm. How long was that? 
maybe about six weeks. Six weeks. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You here for a purpose. Yeah, he died, and actually, lesson. he died during 9/11. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. he died, and and I had to go see him. So I thank God I had a car back then because you know you the transportation was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was in the hospital, and he he died, and it's so you know people when they say people can't hear you when they in he was he had went in a coma. And I'll never forget, and I went in the room and I said, Kenny, because they was like, he got fluid on his heart. You know, he got all of this stuff going on. Do you want to resuscitate him? And I went in the I couldn't make that decision. Because, you know, he wasn't, he was family, but I felt his family should have made that decision, but they didn't come. So they, I went in the room with him and I said, if you want me to continue to keep you like this, Squeeze my hand. You all, you don't want to be resuscitated. Squeeze my hand, and he squeezed my hand. And I told him take everything off of him. Mm. And we, I, we just stayed with him. I had some young Joya, the singer Joya that was on Island Records. I called Joya up. Another one who used to do my show. She washed her hands, took all her jewelry off. Another good friend of mine. She passed. Jackie Williams, another music industry person and uh, Dawn from Souls of My Sisters. And mm -hmm. we just gathered around him and we just prayed him until he, his vital signs ended. What, what, are, what are the most important things to bouncing back from that type of condition? You have to want to live. You have to have hope. You know, so many people were, I'm going to tell you, we got a whole lot of living dead people walking around here. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And so you walk around here and you don't have no sense of self and, and, and hopefulness. Right. You really the walking dead, right. but you're living. And so to be at like every morning now, even when I get up, you know, you look in the mirror, you say something. I look forward to doing something to make a change. Broke. Not having a lot of money, but I can say a word to somebody and change their life. That's valuable in itself. So when young people come to Mad Wednesdays, it's important for me to have the right words to tell them that when they go back out into the world, I want them to feel so different that when they leave, they're a new person or they, they take something with them that they didn't bring in with them. Right. And that's a Mad Wednesdays is like a church. And you come in, you know, you get the word, you feel good, you made it come in. I've I've had I had one brother, phenomenal <coughs> artist, in a homeless shelter with his baby. Mm. And he would come to Mad Wednesdays and perform because that gave him hope. hope. Mm. We have people, I have artists that mothers have died of cancer, they brought their mother to the show. And then the next time they came back, their mother died, but they would come and continue to do the show sure, because mm -hmm. their mother, right. that, they mother loved it there. It becomes a community yeah, after a while. Yeah. yeah. What made you fall in love with that? Like being that, that nucleus, you know what I mean? Like getting, to, getting into the business of it, but like where did that, that passion come from? Like I want to connect people. I want to create a platform that's going to give people opportunity. I want to be the sought out person to help create opportunities for people. Like where did that come from? I, I guess I could say it came from my mother because my mother used to give these incredible parties, Brenda Foster. 
would give these incredible parties when I was a child. I grew up in the Mott Haven Projects in the Bronx. And, and that whole party thing, I really got from her. Okay. And that, that succeeding no matter what, I did get that from her. Mm. And it's not about money. It's not about fame. Mm-hmm. It's about being a kind human being. Do I still have work to do on myself? Lots of work to do on myself. But I try to be nice to people good. I got my ways too sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times my son <laughs> and my daughter. And, but, you know, you just try to be good to people. And I, it's some, I, I said this to somebody sometimes. Sometimes it's a lonely space too. Mm. I do have to tell you that. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's a lonely space. Because yeah. sometimes I connect people and I don't feel connected. Right. Mm. It's not and reciprocated. So that's a, yeah, that's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a spiritual struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you go to church and you pray and you do a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> right. Connected now. Mm. Here you go, mama. Oh, she got my drawers. Oh, come on. Let's got my drawers. Bring it in. Cool drawers. So you need is a hug. Nah, you gotta be left out. Yeah, yeah you need a hug. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. Love your energy. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Find me the break? No, don't break. Don't break. Don't break. So, you know, people don't talk about that. And I know it has to be like with Jay-Z and all of them, and you know, people see their fame, mm-hmm. but you don't know what people feel when they behind, when they by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's the battle when you by yourself. You know, you self talk. Right, right. You know, and everybody has to do that. I don't care who you are on this planet. I don't care how much money you make. Money don't make you happy. That's right. You got to find happiness within you. Yeah, right. right. Listen, if you think money is is gonna do it, <laughs> no, my friend. Like Biggie was right. More money, more problems. Trust me. So you're just Trust miserable me. with more options. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Right. Miserable. Nicholas finds some more. <laughs> and Save then, hip-hop, please. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what our children are missing. This is right. what our young yeah. people are missing. Wow. Yeah. Yes. They're missing love. love. I just yes. want to say you, thank you for that because she's, she deserves that from the community. You just talked up for everyone that might have been watching that day. And you explained something in your preparation for going to the show, she explained something in her preparation for having artists. It's love. love. Nobody loves anything. Right. That doesn't mean romanticizing. That means wanting to go the extra mile for something. People do. They just don't yeah. see enough examples of it. Yeah. Right. They don't know what love is. Well, what what they love is fleeting. <clears throat> That's, That's the not what love. what love but, but they don't they don't know that they're attaching themselves. Like you said, what people love these days are is fleeting, and it doesn't belong to anyone. Right. You have a love of fame. Fame doesn't stay, and fame doesn't belong to you. Yeah. So that can't be your purpose. You have a love of money. Money doesn't stay, and money doesn't belong to you. Money right. belongs to what it belongs to whoever gets it. But right. they can't live in the same spaces yeah. because no, your mother because your mother has a 
purpose. Right. It's different. You can love a purpose. You that's that's right. a completely different thing. Loving a if an MC, I, go, I always go back to hip hop because that's my base. Mm-hmm. MCs love being dope. They love being dope. That becomes the purpose is to be the nicest. I talked to, yeah. I talked to Crooked Eye. He told me a story. Him and Twister were talking. Twister told him, "I would rather die and go straight to hell than be whack." Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, laughed, I laughed at it. I, I did. I did yeah. that. I, laughed, I was like, Jesus, like, why, would, yeah. why is why is that the bar? Like, why, why is that where you need to be? Like, that's what you got to do. Like, how about just a rash? Like, I'd rather have a rash than be whack. I'd rather stub my toe. <laughs> you got to die and go to hell. Like, that's not yeah. bad. What that hemorrhoid? Something. Anything. No, I'd rather die and go because that's his purpose. Right. You take somebody off their purpose, they they become aimless. Yeah. There's nothing, and they grasp for lost. whatever. Right. That's when you're but, not. But grasping. not just when you take someone from their purpose. When you take something from someone from something that they they thought was their purpose. Well, no, because even 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 then, when you shift, there was a time when I thought what I was supposed to be doing was one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. My passion just switched to something else, but I never lost the passion. Right. You dig? MC. I, I don't believe artists ever retire. I don't believe creatives ever retire. I don't right. believe in that. I think that's yeah. bullshit. You, none, none of the great, none of our greats have ever retired. That's Prince right. died in an elevator on his way down to the studio. Mike died getting ready for his oh, final tour. Yeah. Charlie Parker died on the couch writing sheet music. James Brown died on a plane heading to Vegas to do another show. Gregory Hines died pushing himself when everybody told him to rest. Right. He pushed himself. He's like, I'm running out of time. I got to get this shit out now. Miles died right after. Miles died right after. That's artists. That's career. Those people have passion. Those people have purpose. You have a purpose. You. It's the fa- purpose is the fastest way to become immortal. It's mm. the it's the path yeah. to immortality. Mm. It's forever. Maria Davis will yeah. never die because of what she's done. Her fingerprints are everywhere. She's going to live forever. Ever. That's a fact. As long as this culture is here, she's going to be here. And cultures is, don't die. She's not going to either. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to give you that one. Next. I got to give you that one. That was it, man. That's it. Like, that was it. That was Yeah, man. I don't want to talk like that. That's great. I'm talking about her. I don't say this shit all the time, but this is, you need to understand where the blueprints are and why this is so valuable. You don't understand where the standard would be if it wasn't for people like this. When I'm calling something whack, it's not because I, I feel so entitled that I can judge things. No, I did my research and did my homework. This, this, it's it's out there. The, the bar has been set. Yeah. It's already there. I'm not. I'm not. We've seen it. Right. So in you, person. So, so allowing you to come, in, allowing you to be underneath the bar right. and say, "Well, this is okay too." No, I don't no, do that. No, I don't do it. No, this is this is trash. Up. Why? Because I went to. I am. I am a son of Mad Wednesdays. I come from this cloth. This is, you dig what I mean? Like when I do like, this is where it comes from. Big L, Jay-Z, Keith Murray. Listen to the names she had. That's a murderer's role. Those people wouldn't even attempt to get on that stage 
if they didn't think they could keep up right. with the bar she set. Mm, she lot. set that bar. If they thought that they were coming in underneath that bar, they wouldn't even pull up. I'm not, embar- I'm not embarrassing myself. Are you nuts? Did you see who was just up there? Damn. That's Maria, how I blew it down, man. Wednesday. And then there's that. Because <laughs> if you kill it, if you kill it, you're a legend. Right. If you kill it on that stage, you become a legend. Nobody can, you, it's a permanent strike. Right. Yo, I know you did, ah, 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 ah. Maria Davis know my name, Playboy. I I, I tore that way <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> Who can say anything after that? But this this is yeah. why I say Quiet. this this needs to to be there needs to be more. There needs to be more access because not only did that bring uh, a bar, but it also brought community. Right. And a lot of these artists, hey, you, you know, Facts. they don't they don't have that. You know, we need that. You Why know what's so me? funny when, when I see you. Because you're going to do it. Why are you looking, why are you looking at me? Because you're going to do it. That's why. You know what's funny when I see, like in uh, New Year's Eve, all of them get together, all the money holders, artists, and they all cheering to each other and putting the glass up. I said, but y'all are all rich. How about mm-hmm. you did that in the community with people that need to eat? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. gave them a glass of champagne. And you let them toast it up in the air. Mm-hmm. Y'all all got money. That would change. Mm-hmm. Y'all all got money. That that that's cute, y'all. That ain't important to me because y'all all rich and yeah. y'all clapping your your glasses. Do that in a community of people that don't have, and let them give, give them a bottle of champagne and let them clap their glasses. And it's changing. And I and I'll be honest, there was a there's one particular moment in my life that's that's just burnt into my mind. It's a New Year's party I got invited to. It was like $5,000 a plate. Mm. And I'm in there. Nobody knows I don't got no money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm in there. But just the feel of it and the champagne and the celebration and everything, it made me say, yo, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And that yep. was the same year I started this show. Mm-hmm. My expert opinion. Yes. The greatest oh. show in the world. So um And you what? got great content too. This is Thank this you. is this is this is what young people need to see. This is what people need to see, you know, ins- inspiring. And another thing I wish our culture would do, we don't go back and help. Mm. We, we got we we sprinkle some crumbs here and there, right. but we don't go back and we don't help. We'll change that. This is a community. You watching, you're part of it. We're all connected. We have similar interests, similar loves, sim- similar passions. Mm-hmm. Let's start doing for each other. Create your community. Spread your love. Spread the things that we spread in here. Spread that amongst your community. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm a real. What kind of collaborations you got going on with the senator that's going to give me a pass on get my license to carry. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that was, he knew that was coming. <laughs> Yo, all of us. Yeah. Marijuana Turn license. Clear. <laughs> Bigger. Yeah. Um, the mic. Yeah. Yo, Aaron. Aaron. No, uh, no. It's right there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just hold it. Just hold it. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> what you guys got going on? 
Well, Maria is such a powerhouse. You know, uh, like she said, we went out and we registered voters during the pandemic. Over 2,000 voters were registered. And that's powerful. That's really powerful. And it was just us with a table on Lenox Avenue. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we got people to uh, comply with the census, to fill that out. And that's important because we need to be counted so that we can make sure we get the funding that we need for our neighborhoods. Um, Maria and I go way back, mm. you know, uh, the seller days, working to support our children. Mm. Everything is political. Um, I didn't know it then. Uh, that was the last thing I ever thought I'd become. But living in the community, the way I, where we, how we live, there were so many things to fight against, so many things to fight for. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that I was that person because I grew up poor, like a lot of us, mm -hmm. large family. My dream was to have my own bed in my own room one day. Mm. <laughs> and uh, did you get it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm fighting to change that. <laughs> but um, but it wasn't. You know, I, I go back. My father passed away in 2005, and I it, it clicked it to me while he was uh, transitioning in his hospital room, mm -hmm. and uh, I had started working in government by then. And I looked at him and I said, I always thought y'all were crazy. You know, y'all had a bunch of your own kids. You took in other kids. And I was always saying, fighting to get out of that. And then look where I am today. Yes. <laughs> in government, yeah. yes. taking care of others, fighting for other people's rights. It was embedded in me. So part of what you're all discussing today, we have to do our jobs to teach the next generation what to care about the purpose that they have. It doesn't just exist in music. I see so many people that come, they look, I want to be the president. Well, what do you want to do to get to be the president? Mm -hmm. What makes you think that you should be the president, right, right. right? And then you have other people like Maria, and people like myself who never wanted to be the president, mm -hmm. but we wanted to make a difference. Right. We wanted to make a change. And that's right. what it's all about. Me and Maria, we, I don't know what the next thing is that we're going to get. Uh, Mad Wednesday's 30th anniversary. Oh, of course. Right. That's we talked about on. that. That's obvious. It'll be 30 years. Never stop. I'm at the shrine. I'm at the shrine every third Wednesday. So we going. We going. We going. We going. Right? in the building. You're in the building. Let's go. And next year will be her 30th anniversary. And she deserves a celebration like no other. Facts. Because Mad Wednesdays was not just about the music, and the music is great. The culture will save us. Right. The music is incredible. You know, mm -hmm. I was there when hip hop began, and people said it wouldn't last. But it didn't come, it wasn't entertainment. It wasn't about shake them up, shake them up. There was a movement. Yes. There yeah. was a movement. It yes. was the voice of what was happening to us. Right. So right. it was. Just it was it was our thing. It was our way of expressing what was happening all around us at that time. Right. Uh, so you know, I look forward to it. We're going to celebrate Maria, and um, we're going to make sure that people know that it was more than music. It was a movement. Yeah, and absolutely. All the things you yeah, did. And you know, uh, they've left a lot of women. I'm, I know we celebrating 50 years. Two things I want to say: there are a lot of important women that were behind the scenes, you know, the Joyce, Brooke Shire, Deidre Tate, Tracy, oh, I Shout love Tracy. Shout out to Tracy Waples. I love Tracy Waples. Just talk to her. Shout yes, out to Tracy that's, Waples. That's my people. And, um, Shaka Pilgrim. Sha oh, Shaka mm. Pilgrim. Shaka. I don't even I know, know what to say name. about Shaka Pilgrim. She made sure my daughter got a uh, Sean Carter scholarship. 
to go to school, yeah. Morgan State University. Dope. She always made sure that I was taken care of. Mm. You know, I don't even know. Just, uh, Angela Rooks, another one of my people that on the uh, west side in Cathedral Parkway. Shout out to Tanya Payton. Yes. Shout out to Tanya Payton. Rest in peace. Shout out to Tanya Payton. Right. And this, um, but the one thing that I really do want to talk about the health of hip hop. Mm. All these artists are dying. Mm. Oh, yeah. going to jail. Going to jail, but mainly no, dying. We don't, we, don't die, right. we don't make yeah. it to 60. Right. And there's no, where, where's the health insurance? Mm. With the regular. Still don't have it. And they supposed mm. to, they supposed to be creating the health insurance for artists. Where is it at? That's supposed to have been in place. The that should have been in place. Signing an artist. You'll sign have to a label where the people who you're generating money for have health insurance and you don't. Mm. That's, crazy. that's the worst. That's no, the they worst definitely part. have an insurance plan on your ass, but not after you're dropped. Right. Yeah. After you drop. I learned that from the love of capitalism, that they take insurance out on hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's, it's, and then when you die, your family don't get that money. No, it's no, the record they recoup. Right. Yes. They recoup yeah. it. It's yes. like a recoup. So I can't miss this opportunity to talk about gun violence. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Because a lot of our artists die due to gun violence. Right. We have to take a look at that and understand uh, what we need to do to stop allowing that to happen with each other. And that goes back to what you said it's about being good. Right? Mm. It's not about how far do you take being real? And is it really real? That's right. Is it really real? It's that, real corny. Yeah. 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 It's real corny. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that we have to really stop in our community. Gun violence is one of the biggest health threats that we have right yes. now. Right. It's a public health issue. It's right. a public health issue. And a Use human rights hands. issue, too. Absolutely. Use your hands. Right. right. What happened? No. Yes. I can't stop yes. that. The absence of gun. Yes. That's yes. the health problem that we are dealing with. I don't care. What anybody say, that's with. right. It's the absence of God. When you don't have... God in your life and you don't and you're not following that's the that's the problem what I would like to say speaking about the community because this is very serious we can't have this show and not speak about what you're speaking about with the infection so you have details that these men all of us need to hear um so according to statistics, how many do they say out of every 10 black men, how many? Colon cancer, and I, I have a prostate cancer van. I go to First Corinthian Baptist Church mm-hmm. in Harlem. I was baptized there. I, oh, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Michael A. Yeah. Warren, or, or you talking about before him? Yeah, well, this Pastor Mike. I was a, a That's baby. okay. Yeah. You, you yeah. still <laughs> fam. You yeah. still fam. <laughs> and so, when Bigger was a baby, he was like 17. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it wrong. First Corinthian is me. You probably know my mother. We'll talk later. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. First and so I'm, uh, I just started bringing the prostate. Uh, van there, and um, you don't have to spread your butt cheeks, but they do a PSA test because <laughs> you know that's the first thing men say. Yeah. Oh man, they're going, they're going to violate. No, it's a PSA test, and they test the levels. So I have a van coming, and um, 
I'd have a mammogram van there at least four times a year. Mm-hmm. And they take I, a shot? They say they take your blood? Yeah, blood? they take your blood. And they, they, and check, they check your PSA the levels. Yeah. Oh, that's groovy. Listen, man. That's way better. Y'all get colonics? <laughs> Do y'all get colonics? I'm not scared of needles. We can do that. That's very good. You get it? I'm gonna do that shit. You gonna do it? Yeah. You got a colonic before? Yeah, that's excellent. Never? Excellent. Yeah. I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yo, that man, go do that shit, yeah. man. I know this Russian lady. All she do is joke during that shit, so you feel better. You know, if you got a little issue, and be like, yo, man, this shit ain't right. I can't. You know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> you know, she she know how to do it in a way where you're like, oh, oh shit, are we over? Is it over? It's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's important, bro. That's important. Listen, man, don't let your ass kill you. I like that. I like that. But you know, look at look at uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman. He yeah, Chadwick. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Colon Chad. cancer. Peace, yeah, Chad. he was phenomenal. Yeah. Anytime you can work through. Cancer, Black Panther. Yeah. You know, as, as as much pain, we don't even know the pain that he was in. But he played every role. You never like knew. he was painless. Yeah. And so when I think about him, I think about him, and I think about the importance of men, and and not even just the, the just black men in general. I just think y'all have a bad deal. You know, we have all these shows out here. I ain't naming the shows that demasculate black men. We gotta stop all of this. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah. We are supposed to we supposed to hold our man up, and men are supposed to hold the man is the king and the woman is the queen. And we supposed to hold each other up. And all of this fighting, and one week I marry you, and the next week I don't like you no more. We signing all these prenups and all that kind of stuff. That is not who God created us to be. Right. It's about money. It ain't about love. It ain't about happiness. It's about I like you today and I don't like you tomorrow. Right. And we we have to get rid of that. Yeah. This is that this culture is killing us. The food is killing us because we eating crazy food. This food right. is contaminated. It's um, genetically modified. We not eating what we think we eating. They cloning things now. Cloning yeah. animals. They got yeah, clone chicken. They just passed it. Yeah, and we could clone chicken and, and sell it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we have to. We, yeah. have to stop we are going to save ourselves. The government ain't going to save us. Yeah. It's us going to save us. Us right. giving shows like this, giving out information. Right. You know, giving. We. I, I enjoy drinking, but we don't have to be drunk all the time. Right. Bruh. Be drunk whenever you feel you need to, but also be enlightened right. and knowledge. Knowledge is power. The Bible said, "My people perish because of lack of knowledge." And that is a very true statement. You want to, you want, why do you want to walk around dumb all your life? It's, mm. it's very sad. Yeah. And then you, and then the people that keep you dumb, you help them keep you dumb. No. <laughs> you can't. I mean, it's, it's, true, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's very we, important. We let, yeah. we let the ignorance become sexy. Somehow. Right. I'm not sure when that happened. When yeah. being the dumbest person, when, when you were proud to say, I don't know that shit. And then just, it's all good. I, I can tell you when. Shoot. Soul plane. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. For our community, is AIDS still a reality? Is yes. That some, yes. This is what I'm HIV is still and we're number one in every health disparity you could think of. That's mm-hmm. fucked. Um, what, what's the statistic? High blood numbers? We're number one in everything. High blood. That's why when COVID heart happened, disease, whether heart people disease, heart disease. But, Yep. When when COVID happened, Colon. people think, oh, it's a disease. But no, that showed how unhealthy we were because right. people weren't going to the doctor. You, you cannot use the emergency room 
as a doctor's office. If you don't feel right, you need to make an appointment. However you got to get to do it, you get, get they made a, uh, insurance affordable for people, but you have to advocate for yourself. If you don't like what the doctor's telling you, I was just talking about the birthing crisis. Mm. Do y'all know that black women and black babies have the highest yeah. numbers of death? How do you die from having a baby? Mm-hmm. I just saw a story the other day, Judge Hatchet. Yeah. When the husband told the story, my wife was, I saw a picture of her. She was beautiful, very athletic. I mean, fabulous. And he said he saw the blood in the IV and he said to the doctor, something's not right. She got blood in the IV. And they was like, no, no, no. We nipped her. We're going to take her in the room. She'll be back in 15 minutes. Never came back. She bled out. Serena Williams, same thing. Having a baby. She telling the doctor, I don't feel right. And they like, no, you don't know what's going on. She knew she had blood clots from before history and that it was a blood clot. And she had to convince them to, that, that something wasn't right. right. Why do we have to convince people that mm-hmm. something's not right? When we yes. tell them, if you think- feel, you, got, you have to advocate, you have to read. Like we Google and we on Instagram and we on right. social media. You need to be Googling and knowing about your health and what you need to do for you and your family to stay healthy. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a given. I feel like. Everyone, to a certain extent, should be educated on how your body works. Like, it's important. It's very important. Like, the things that you're eating, the things that you're seeing, you should know what's normal, what's not. If you ain't, if you ain't taking a dump every day, twice or three times a day, you're unhealthy. If you're going four days in it, that's, that's poison not okay. sitting that's in right. your body. That's yep. right. Just, just, just uncomfortable conversation. We need to have the uncomfortable conversation. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. We should do a show called Uncomfortable Conversations. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, Hygiene class. Yeah. And, but, and, and you know, yeah. I'm, I'm in all these different, all these different uh, groups. So yesterday we had a, uh, a group of faith leaders and advocates. And so, you know, I'm always the elephant. I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. And they was like, mm-hmm. oh, diversity and this and that, and how we gonna take care of this one, and all the people that's coming in, we taking care of them. I said, when you gonna tell people, black people's history right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't have this conversation about me helping uh, the people that's coming across the water, mm-hmm. but when they come here, they all they know about black men and black women, black men steal, they rob, they shoot you, the violence. I said, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. So until we can have a, con- a real conversation, you can't tell me how to cool by y'all with somebody else when you ain't even telling my story right. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. Everybody was like, thank you. Thank-. Like, y'all been do- in this meeting this whole time and nobody had that conversation. Oh, <laughs> we know everybody else's history, but we don't know. Nobody knows our history, mm-hmm. but we know everybody else's history. I know you get ready. <laughs> she get ready to come. She need that <laughs> microphone. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm going to have yeah. a conversation about it, but yeah. if there's something you want to chime in with. No, no, I want to even go back a little farther when you talk about women um, and not, especially black women. We're not believed. They think we can take pain. We're not viewed as women. Our babies die. Some of it is us being ignorant, but some of it is us not being cared for. And there are a lot of racial disparities that go on in medicine, that go on in education. 
that go on in our justice system, that go on in housing, that go on in politics, that go on in government. So racism is a big killer of all of us across the board. Right. These disparities kill. They kill. When we don't get the right education, when we're undereducated or uneducated, it kills. We uh, make less money in our lifetime than anybody for the same jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay? There are some things that are just not us. Racism plays a big role. And you know, this year I'm very proud that we finally passed something in both houses. And it's not what we wanted ultimately, but at least we begin a conversation and a study of reparations in New York. Mm. It is essential. Mm. And I'm going to need each and every one of you to make sure to advocate that our governor sign this bill so that it can become the law, so that we can get this started. Uh, and, you know, and someone told me, well, there wasn't any slavery in New York. That is not true. No, no it's not true. not true. You know, that there was slavery in New York. And yeah. even absent of slavery in New York, New York benefited from the, from the entire cotton industry. That was what drove this nation. Right, that right. is what accumulated the wealth that mm -hmm. your Fortune 500 have now. That's right. Yeah. If they weren't using slaves to grow cotton, they built slave ships. If they didn't build the slave ships, they traded slaves and sold them mm -hmm. and bought them. Right. So all that economy that was built mm -hmm. still lasts today. Mm -hmm. Prison labor is another form. We're yes. trying to get that yeah. out done with. Right. One of the, another great law I'm really proud of, and I hate to, but I got to give a shout out to Clean Slate. Yeah, Clean Slate. We passed that this year. We want our governor to sign that. What is Clean Slate? Clean Slate. A lot of our people, sometimes we make mistakes. Other Clean people make right. mistakes, too. We get caught. We get arrested. We go to jail. When you're finished with your time, that should be it. Mm -hmm. You should be able to get a job. You should be able to get housing. You should be able to get an education. You should be able to get a loan. You should be able to get anything because you have paid your debt right. to so society. No so no post-supervision, parole. Right, no probation, none, none of that. that. that mm. Those things, once you have cleared your time, we have a, 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 a workforce shortage right now. Bad. There are people that could be working, but you would rather them not work because they have to continue paying for a crime they committed. And most people never reoffend. So we have, clean slate is what we. I know you. I'm getting into it, but clean slate is the bill that we passed. That's so dope. that one and, and men that are incarcerated, that have been incarcerated, can vote for a long time. Yeah, no, we yeah, had yeah, brothers yeah, yeah. That, that could not vote. Yep. And you can vote as they long as you They actually came in the jails to give us voting registration. No, they do. In Rikers. When I was in there. Yeah. Well, Especially because yeah. you, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. So your right to vote should not be taken away from you. And also, when you leave and you've paid your debt to society, you should definitely have your voting rights reinstated. Yeah, so right. these are all things, you know, there's so many layers. There's so many layers of racism and, and, and they have to be peeled back like an onion, one by one, one by one. We have to keep going into all these systems and make sure that we're taking out the racist barriers that exist uh, in these systems. So that is important in our lives. We have to advocate for that. I hope that y'all will advocate when we try to get those bills passed. Absolutely. And, they, and, they, and then they turned around Absolutely. affirmative action. That happened yeah, on a federal yeah. level. So yeah. we're actually working in New York to mitigate that and make sure that that doesn't happen in New York. And when we talk about 
we have to talk about black history globally. We have to talk about it here, but we also have to talk about it globally. globally. Because as children, you know, we watched, you and I watched Tarzan. Mm-hmm. And that was our education of Africa. Right. There was a white man out there in the jungle swinging, swinging from tree around. to tree, talking to the animals right. and caring and leading all the black people and uh, fighting off all the evil black people. Mm-hmm. That was the history. We right. didn't know anything better than that. This and I'm very hopeful because now that we have these devices, everybody's got one of these. Even in the jungle, <coughs> there's people with one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the to take, hey, we have to take it on ourselves to educate ourselves and not be ignorant about our people and our history and not let other people give us propaganda and feed us lies about each other. So when you talk about people thinking that we're all criminals, we're all killers, this is an image that this was propaganda put mm-hmm. out there about us. PR. Right. Not just PR. Outside of the country, in this country. Yes. Right. Okay. All black men were interested in what? Raping white women. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Interested in stealing. This is who we were. This is what, how we were. Uh, il- uh, this was the illustration that was made about all of us. So now we have to educate ourselves. I love when I go online when I get a chance every now and then and I see a black history <coughs> fact because I know it's hitting somebody who didn't learn it, right. who yeah. doesn't know it. So every little thing you do, this show, your reach, everything we do, it's all of our responsibility. No one is going to tell your story. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Maria, for your contribution to hip hop and to your community. It's been a pleasure.